slaps. <laughs> okay, more more pleasing. And welcome to another episode of Hey, I've Got an Idea Show. And, oh, what was what's that? Is that someone at the door? Is 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 that someone? Is that someone at the door? Uh, let let's let's answer the door, brother. Uh, two pence. It's Mason. Hi. I oh hey Mason uh, is Mason is the two, bit that I'm coming in like I was pets, assuming that we were together like I you didn't richer. let me in on this bit here I I specifically didn't you were on the other side of the door but I, I was okay let you so in now. I'm you're you're not gonna so now that you're okay. in you get it and then hi hi who am I uh you're Luke. The homeowner Williams. If if only. Uh this is an invention podcast. Uh we're gonna be really funny for you now. Uh that was my, clearly us being my, funny, yeah. Uh my brother and I are gonna invent something for your very ears. Just to just whip it right up out of out of nothing. But well, it, I mean, we, is it for their ears? We're gonna turn it well, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. What we're making? It's 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 that good old body hair uh dealing with situation machine or the uh base basically shaving sucks so we're going to fix it. Yeah. Uh this suggestion comes to us from Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you so very much, sorry, Ryan. Sorry I got high last time for your suggestion. My bad. Uh are, are, okay, I'm Luke. do better this time. Are you are you high now? I'm high on creativity. And also, and also, I'm pretty full because I had a big old pulled pork sandwich, and I came home and was like, I made a, I made myself a miniature uh, cake, and I ate it all, and now I'm, and now I'm feeling the bloat like I have not since Christmas. Okay, that's uh, is yes. that relevant to shaving? Yeah, my belly is sticking out with all its belly hairs. Okay, so let's let's you know what would help that stick out less is well, if we remove the hair. Yeah, that would from be from the belly. Very small amount less, a hair's yeah. width less. Okay, so so let's let's go over what we need to do with shaving. Like we're we shaving already my belly? have. Okay, we're gonna do the shaving cream first. Well, no, 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 no. We're gonna shave. Is this you're gonna shave my belly right now? Well, I mean, we could. Mason, but what I'm. Mason. Are we going to shave my belly? Do you want to shave your I belly don't, live on I the don't podcast? I actually want to shave my belly. Okay. Okay, go on. Okay. So, shaving methods, like hair removal methods that we have right now. We got the the classic where you get like a lather of some sort, a, a shave cream, and then you just drag a blade over your skin. Problems with that. Mm-hmm. Blade. Dangerous. Yes. Uh, blade can get dull. Uh, there's irritation. Very often you get like a, like a rash kind of thing because you're dragging a blade over your skin. Mm-hmm. Why, blade, why would you do that? Blade, uh, sharp for cutting vegetables, but no vegetables in sight. Blade also kills all your vampire friends. And if you wanted to keep them around to show off your, you know, clean shavedness, uh, you can't, cause you're, do, you're ding dang razor. Do vampires regrow hair? Like, if you shave a vampire, do they grow that hair back? Well, why would I? Huh. I guess I don't know what vampires like. Do vampires heal in general? If you, if you, my wound, understanding is that they heal. If you wound a vampire, does that just like do they just heal? Or do they? Can they bleed out? What What's up with vampire blood? I, I think I think they do have to 
intake some blood and then use that blood to power things like healing. So so they like do little personal transfusions of their own. Yeah, like they're basically taking power from a living being and then using that power within themselves for things like maybe flying or mind control, but also they do need it to walk and talk and heal like a person would. And one of the things that they can do is heal and they can heal things that a person would not be able to heal because like if you don't stake them through the heart, but you do disembowel them like they can they can get that back. But my question is, do the hair and fingernails grow? And if so, do they grow all the time or do they only grow when the vampire consciously directs blood power to make that happen? I feel like that's specific to the lore of the story that you're telling. Like if you want to if you want to have like a super fast hyper like essentially the fast zombie uh version, you want to have them like grow like quickly, like their nails can get extra sharp cuz they grow them out and and stuff like that, like all like really fast. Like I think that's cool. That's a really like scary uh vampire but if the vampire story you're telling is the slow brooding like enters the room slowly i don't think i think the point of them is no no pun intended i think the purpose of a super slow ominous figure of a vampire is that they are sort of uh un uh phaseable unwoundable they're just this like presence like a vapor that slides in, sucks your blood, and gets out. Like, I think we can agree that if we were watching some vampire movie, and it goes either way, like, either they show, yeah, no, I can just regen to to my original state, or they say, hey, don't shave my head, I can't grow that hair back because I'm not alive anymore. Like, either way, you would not have your suspension of disbelief shattered. You would not sit up and go, hey, they got vampires wrong. That's not how vampires really work because you're already suspending enough disbelief that you believe in like a corpse that's walking around with pointy teeth. Yeah. Um. So are we shaving a vampire? Is that well, our... No, that, that we got a little, little bit off track there because I was going to list off ways in which you can remove hair and we got... Caught up with, on, we, we stopped on method one of, because of you referenced a Marvel property. Okay. So. Okay. Method two. Ha- second way to shave Me- a vampire. Method two. Go. No. Wax. <laughs> wax. Of, we're waxing our vampire now. Wax on, wax off. Okay. You put um, the wax on and it hardens around the hair. And then you just let it rip like a Beyblade and you pull out all the hair by the roots. I suppose if you wanted to go labor intensive, it's basically the same thing as if you went over the area with your tweezers and just plucked each hair individually. Mm-hmm. Now, truthfully, I I don't know how to feel about waxing because... I know that it's like the thing that you want to do for a, an effective solution. And also the pain threshold part of it is so much worse. Uh, like it's not just a risk thing. It's like a you are ripping that shit out. And that sounds unpleasant. And I haven't had to do it before. And I probably wouldn't want to do it. Uh, I don't know. You ever, you ever wax something? I uh, I have not waxed. No. Wow. I, I honestly thought there was like a 90% chance that you would have just gone for it. So like No, no, I have not yet waxed any or not properly waxed. I mean, I have had wax on my body and it may have removed a hair, but it was not a a hair removal waxing scenario. Do, do to clarify that, do you have a decisive memory in the recent past where you have had wax on you? that removed a hair and it was not an intentional waxing job. No, I'm just saying at this point, at time of recording, I'm 37 fucking years old. At some point, wax has been on my body. I have not lived in segregation separated from wax. I have encountered wax in the environment, like birthday candles, like fresh wax in the air. 
Honeycombs. Honey- okay, yeah, that's okay. Fair. Okay. Uh, so anyway, moving on. Uh, chemical depilatories, your nares and so forth. Uh, chemical that breaks down the keratin in the hair, but in theory does not irritate the skin. I see. Um, is do like supplements count for growing hair? Uh, I think if it has selenium in it. Okay, selenium. I know that that's a supplement you take if you want hair. Huh. Um, when do you want hair? I mean, on the top of your head, if you're balding, that can be an aesthetic choice. Well, I mean, see, no, that's that's a dude thing. Like, when dudes go bald, that's a mark of pride, because it means you got a lot of testosterone. But there's a lot of lady folk, generally speaking, who uh, they, they get, like, patchy and, and less hair volume on the head as time goes by and that is generally considered by our society to be less appealing so you want to you want to pump up the volume as it were gotcha pump up the volume and dance uh if you could just splice in a clip of that song that would be great no problem i just did it and it was super fresh oh that's great all our listeners are dancing anyway uh next up next up okay uh lasers lasers Laser hair you removal. You can zap your face with a laser. Now, how permanent of a permanent solution is that? My understanding is pretty darn. So is that like you're actually attacking the follicle itself and being like, your kind isn't welcome here? Yes. Okay. It is, it is, you are being injured by an energy weapon. That's such a way more badass way of framing it. And I believe that's also what electrolysis is. Now, it's, I thought electrolysis could have also been like electrotherapy, like you, you know, target your muscles. Uh, I guess it depends on how you get zapped. If you get zapped in the muscle, then it makes your muscle twitch like the frogs wait, in, in science class. Wh- wh- Whereas if you have it more focused, then you can use it to burn a hair follicle in much the same way as you would with a laser or with your Zippo or whatever. The, what's the difference between electrolysis and uh, well, elect, uh, what was the other one you said? Electrolyte? Uh, well, I mean, Le- electrolytes are, that's Gatorade. Right. You can drink this while this happens. You could presumably have all three. You could drink uh, salty Gatorade mm-hmm. and you could get electrolysis burning off the hair follicles and at the same time, you could have the electro-stim packs on that makes your limbs twitch, or alternately, you get the violet wand, and that's a BDSM thing. Mm-hmm. And then you could also be listening to some electro music uh, at the same time. And, and you could be Electro, the Spider-Man villain. Oh, all of these things at once. And then... Uh, there's uh, Jamie Foxx, am I right, in the movie? Oh, jeez, I don't know. Uh, but then... Jamie somebody. Uh, pump up the volume dance dance cuz electro maybe. Uh yeah yeah so again we have we have that reference to the same song. Mm-hmm. And if we could get vampires to dance to that then we would bring it on back to the original reference and it would be comedically satisfying for the listener in yeah. some way. I think so long as you keep referring to the same original things as you go that it gets funnier and funnier as you that know. is exactly how comedy works but here's the thing we're we're gonna not do that because everything that i just said mm-hmm. the the blades and the chemicals and that's, that's the, all, the electricity that's all gotta, that's all and go. and the wax it's all going in the trash yeah, because we are that. inventing some other way to get hair off your body without also damaging the body underneath the hair that's right that okay so mason i'm i'm just gonna i'm just gonna paint you a picture here and uh i'm gonna work with some abstract materials see if we can't get some more closer right you are at, right the abstract the master luke i am i am sitting down i'm cross-legged and i am waiting for you to paint a canvas upon my mind okay. do it mason yes you need to shave uh what, sure what do you need shaved uh well my my head 
my uh, my back of my head specifically because that's the head. that's always difficult because okay. I can't see what I'm doing, Luke. Okay, you're feeling a little bit scruffy. You know you gotta be uh, nice and clean shaven because you gotta you got a prom interview tomorrow, and uh, you yes, you, I'm being interviewed for prom. <laughs> you want to make sure that you are looking your best. I want you to close your eyes and imagine that your new shaving concept won't feature the stupid uh, creams and blades and and all that nonsense. It's messy and dangerous, yeah. Yeah, we've got a brand new approach. Uh, in now instead of blades, uh, slaps, and we bring some slaps. Okay, what is slaps an anagram of? Slaps is an anagram for striking lightly and more pleasing slaps. <laughs> okay, more more pleasing. That slaps. Also, that's that's not an uh, an anagram. That's an acronym. But that is uh, you correctly sussed out that, that was the word I meant to say instead of what I did say. Um. Okay, so is this ASMR? Is uh, are you about to ASMR me? <laughs> yes, we're gonna okay. We're gonna promote an ASMR response in the back of your head. All those tingles, just gonna oh. encourage those hairs to just pop right out. Love those tingles. The only, pro- okay. the only problem there is is that you wouldn't be able to bring down the hair length to a manageable quarter inch and leave it there. Uh, if we do. The ASMR response, we are getting those hairs to just uh, get the fuck out of Dodge, or in this case, your yeah, scalp. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that, because our mission statement on this app is not, you know, invent a new way to trim hair. It's a way to get rid of the hair. You know, one does not shave and then, like, have less hair. You have no hair. So I am ready to have slamps applied to the back of my head. Okay. Luke, go ahead, please. Do the slamps. Are you asking me to make like ASMR noises right now? Cause... I want you to do the do the role play where you are the <sighs> slampsman and you are okay. going to get all of the hairs off of the back of my head. Okay. Mason. I am your slampsman. I I am your slampsman, Mason. I am going to I'm going to get rid of all of your hairs. Here, here, are you ready? Are you ready for this experience? You're going to feel it tingle all through your scalp. Are are you ready? I hope you're ready. Here we go. Does that, that, that feel good? Does it, does it tingle? All right, that's my that's my bit. That's my ASMR bit. Okay, all right, you got me there. You got me for a second. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, okay, so so slapping the back of my head will make the hair come off. Why? <laughs> Yes, of course. Um, because the tingle, the tingle, the tingle will t- will will slap, will slap that head, make it tingle. Hairs fall out, and then uh, so so. Hey, is this like an acoustic hair removal thing? Like, are we using ultrasound or? Sure, it's like some nice subsonic, just pulses from the slaps. I mean, presumably, if you got the resonant, you know, frequency of the hair follicle. Oh, okay. So we just slap you with a really sophisticated robot. Yeah, yeah. That can calculate the exact, like, resonance to make your hairs fall out. Because I got to tell you, like, I've had people threaten to slap the five o'clock shadow off of me, but so far it has not worked. So I think we need a little more precision for that to actually take effect. Hmm. Okay, let's put a pin in that. Well, will that help? Uh, perhaps a little acupuncture to help stimulate that. Good, uh, good. But let's 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 put that to the side for a second. I want to start with a fresh concept. Fresh concept. Okay. Love it. 
Shaving cream. Shaving cream. Uh, that's that. Like theoretically, if the shaving cream is doing its job, it provides two things. One, it provides a comfortable lubricated slide for the blade across the skin so that it doesn't catch there's no friction right right slide Uh, to the left and the hairs kind of just kind of get packaged up into that little cloud and float away right one hop this time yeah the other thing that shaving cream theoretically would do with its uh tingly uh, uh chemicals and such that are in there is they get your skin ready for the, the that process, right? Like it actually uh, penetrates a little bit with some topical something or other. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, no, I think uh, I think you're correct, or at least that's a function that it advertises. Yeah. Now, I will say there is another function that it it has for me as a person who, as I mentioned, shaves the back of the head, and sometimes that's that's difficult to keep track of where I am and what I'm doing, Mm. is it does serve as a visual reminder saying, okay, you already shaved this part. You just, you need to shave that part now because it's still got a cream on it. Oh, I see. That is helpful. Yeah, and like, that's funny because, you know, I am aware that that's how that works, but it's an even greater... Uh, it's of greater importance to you, who has a lot more surface area to cover. And I, th- I think we should specify for our listeners, in case you've only ever seen like the graphic associated with this podcast. Uh, I'm the one on the right. Yeah, that's that's him on the right there with the shine. Yeah, uh, I'm the one that is sort of the opposite of that. But you do still shave. Like, I assume you shave the neck. Yeah, but I gotta be honest, it's been a little while. Like, as we speak right now, I'm probably coming up on, like, three weeks. Oh, damn. Because new job doesn't really require too too tidy of an appearance. Oh, my, my homeboy, my homeboy. What's that? Are you a neckbeard? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, no... Because I have a beard that actually sticks down far enough that where the neck beard is, it's pretty much shadow and tucked away. And my neck beard doesn't go down my neck. Like, it barely reaches the Adam's apple. I feel, okay, uh, I'm trying to defend that I am not a neck beard. And you, you, you're asking at a time when I am more neck beardy than ever. Yeah. We need to shave you, Luke. No, I don't want to. We need to shave you live on the podcast. No, I'm doing, like, the microphone and, and no, I, I can't, I can't shave live on the podcast. No uh, one I wants think you to can. listen to that. I think they do. Well, now, here's the thing, here's the thing. We could shave just the neck, but if we do a really good job inventing a hair removal system maybe you could join me i don't think i will be doing that it's i'm sorry cool look that all the kids are into already have described yourself as a 37 fucking year old man (laughs) i am as old as two people who could be in porn yes (laughs) i had not considered that i suppose that is true hey Here's a thought. Let's uh let's reapproach the actual invention of the shaving solution. Okay. Um here's here's something that comes to mind. I saw this on a Deep Space Nine recently. Okay. Okay. Commander Cisco. Yeah. Use a little blue uh blue crystal. What he does? And he just sort of holds it. And it makes a faint little buzz. And he's just kind of rubbing this crystal on his face. I did not catch this app. No, that, that's a fact. That's in there. That's canon. That's how he casually shaves around the office. Well, you know, it, it's, it's either the baseball or it's the blue blue crystal to keep that goatee nice and fresh. Okay, so here's the, uh, here's the thing. He's doing this in the office... 
Is he shedding hair stubble matter just into the carpet? No, no, man. Think about this in a Star Trek sort of uh, context. Okay. So unless it's some sort of ancient civilization they're stumbling upon or some cultural thing they got to be sensitive to, you're not going to have just loose blades doing this job, right? This isn't a warrior's Klingon shave. This is like Federation-issued blue uh, hair crystal thing, right? What I propose is happening is one of two possibilities, okay? Okay. Either the hairs themselves in small whisker form are somehow being transported super short distance, right? Like maybe it's being phased and stacked and sorted uh, if on a cellular level into that little crystal by a very super uh, uh, efficient system, right? And so the hairs are actually going away. Yeah. Or the skin cells are being replaced so that the skin cells aren't ones with hairs attached. Yeah, they got sophisticated enough, like, cosmetic surgery technology. They can regenerate your skin if you just get injured. So, like, presumably you could just go over those cells and be like, hey, switch these out for the type of cells that don't have hair follicles. Yeah. And but, I, would but, I mean, be, if that's the case, you would think it would be one and done. It, I would go so far as to suggest that... Uh, what it might be doing is like when you get your own shave crystal, that uh-huh. first thing you do out of the gate is you got to like calibrate it to you as an individual so that it gets the DNA of your skin cells. Right. And so you take, you just sort of like scrape it on your skin a little bit. So it gets some good skin data, gets a couple variations and is able to just store those into memory. Right. And maybe you, like, refill this at the replicator or whatever. Okay, my blue crystal's all charged up. I can replace all my, my hairy skin with good with not hairy skin. Here goes. And, I mean, I imagine that would pose a bit of a medical issue with, But, like, yeah, you're your just brain. basically giving yourself instantaneous skin grafts. Yeah, but, like, if it's... If the skin graft is happening at a pretty much cellular level... I have to imagine that there isn't even much of a healing process to it if you do it like super clean one and done. But but then on the other hand, I'm, I imagine too that if you just go over the same spot too much that it winds up doing sort of like the Photoshop like clone tool. Yeah, it just looks like you've got that stuttering like pattern and it's just like, oh, there's the weird tiling on your skin. Yeah, I've just got this <laughs> I've got this little bit of cheekbone where you can tell all of the data for my chin skin has come from and it looks completely unnatural now. And I guess it's been swapped for good, so that's just your face now. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, can, can I just say they don't use transporter technology in really innovative ways in that show. Like, I have never seen, and there may be, there's probably, like, nerds about to correct me, but I've never seen an app where, like, somebody's facing down somebody with a phaser, and they're just like, hey, computer, phase, beam that phaser out of the guy's hand. Or, hey, asshole, I'm gonna beam the top half of you two inches to the left. Enjoy that. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how that transpired. Like, you know how there was like a nuclear arms race and then theoretically we had like a ceasefire where we're like, okay, no more of that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if there was something like that with transporter technology where it's like, okay, if your culture is going to agree to be on the list of people that will use transporter technology, this you have this to is, promise not to use it for evil. Yeah, well, it can't be weaponized. Perhaps like it must be used expressly for the purpose of uh, going from ship to surface or from ship to ship, uh, and not for like any any being that is being transported must be transported whole stuff like that. Yeah, because you can readily imagine. Uh, like a weapons of mass destruction version of this, where it's like, okay, target that city, 
divide it into one inch strips. Okay, now transporter, you know, beam those around and shuffle it like a deck of cards. Mm. Like, yeah. you would be left with mush. Yeah, I, I have to imagine that, like, at that level, it's like there's safeguards in place so that things have to sort of work a particular way. But yeah, but you never see shit like, oh, uh, beam the floor out from under that guy so he falls in a hole. Like, yeah. can that just not be done? I mean, you raise a good point. I feel like there are less limitations on the inanimate things. Hmm. You know what I'm thinking? I could use uh, a little transport over to the water cooler. Let's go. Okay, let's go get some water. Hello, dear listeners, and thanks for listening to the sixth episode of Season 3, The Shave. Thank you, Ryan, for the suggestion. This is a quick break to tell you a few things that you might not know, as well as update you on our individual creative endeavors. Mason is Tailstake, at Tailstake on Twitter. He does comic forward at forwardcomic.com. He also does the art for Roll to Save at rolltosavecomic.com. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff, a novel thing, some board games, some other writings. Uh, check out patreon.com slash tailstake. As for me, I'm Luke Less Ashamed on Twitter. Uh, I've got a web series, Careful Consideration, on YouTube, uh, where I analyze different things. I've got the one episode done so far. I'm going to work on some more after the album coming up. The album, uh, I'm going to be called Headless Sam. And my first album is called Wet Your Whistle, a mashup album over an hour long um gonna be very good putting some finishing touches on that and oh man has it ever turned into a thing check out headlesssam.com that's headless sam that's three s's in a row i'm gonna play a preview in just a second also we're always looking for your suggestions if you have anything that you'd like to hear us invent shoot us an email h-i-g-a-i show at gmail.com or hit up our twitter at h-i-g-a-i show also, if you want to hit me up for any ad swaps or if you have a podcast you want to talk about anything, you want to be a guest maybe, I don't know, we'll figure it out. Shoot us a email, show at gmail.com. Let's get back to the action, but first, a preview of my album, What's Your Whistle? This May. Luke's mashup comedy album, What's Your Whistle? by Headless Sam, will finally be ready. Over 50 different artists and hundreds of samples. Over an hour runtime representing a year and a half of work. You have not heard a comedy mashup album like this one. And my personal promise. The sexiest version of Genuine's Pony you've ever heard. Wet Your Whistle by Headless Sam. Check out headlesssam.com this May. I said, are you gonna be my boots? All right, now Luke. Yes. Okay, so without consulting Memory Alpha or any other sort of Star Trek resource... Okay. Uh, we just beamed over to the water cooler and beamed back, so yep. we we're intimately familiar with transporter technology. Yeah, I got uh, a fresh. If you tingle. could, yeah, if you could describe to the listeners how does a transporter in Star Trek work? Okay. Transporter. Yes. Computer sees the the scanny bits. Okay. Of the the people, yeah, yeah, right. Sees them there, measures them. Sure. Goes okay, about this far along, then about this, uh, give or take this uh, <laughs> couple inches here. All right. <laughs> uh, goes through with a whole bunch of little little bitty nano laser phaser. Uh, spacer guys, and then Correct. takes all those uh little, little bitty bits. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then converts all that down into like data light energy. Okay, like like a Pokemon going into a Pokeball, they get converted into energy. Yeah, the energy then 
Uh, and then it reassembles on the other side. Right. And uh, if it's like ship to ship or something like that, frequently it will be going to the special um, transporter room, transporter like station spot. But they can also go to and from any other random other spot because the the transporter room itself is so powerful it can it can can do it both ways. Well, I mean, do they like bounce to the transporter room and then back out again but so fast that they don't realize that's happening? Like if well, I want somebody to beam me from my ready room directly to sick bay, am I being routed through the transporter room? Mm, you make a good point. I have to assume so. I assume that that's just kind of like, kind of like you know how if you send and receive Wi-Fi in your house, that you still have to go through the router. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, so here in the twenty-first century, uh, listeners, we are recording this in the twenty-first century. Uh, mm. uh, what is like how close to that technology can we get? If I gave you an infinite amount of money and I said you need to make this in a year, what could you come up with that is as close as possible to that? I would have hightailed it out of there <laughs> with an infinite amount of money. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, yeah, yes, sir. I am on it. Bye. And then I, then I would invent a, a good razor somewhere okay. far away from you. Okay, okay. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Okay. Uh, let's say that the precursor to this technology is going to be invented tomorrow by Oliver Cromwell or whoever the fuck it was who was the guy from First Contact. And he is going to make the first prototype transporter. How does he do it, and is it a way that he can shave his face? I gotta tell ya, I'm not, I'm not finding too many of the specifics you crave in my old brain, my own brain Do you right want to go to Memory Alpha? I will allow you to go to Memory Alpha. Is I, I'm curious to know if you know something that I don't. Uh, I know there's something called an annular confinement beam. Annular confinement beam. Yes. Let's. Uh, you, oh, you know what? I would love to go there and to memory alpha. You said. I haven't well, actually that's, been that's there. That's the Star Trek Wikipedia kind of site. Yeah, I, I assume, but. I could go there, but I've already got a perfectly good robot right here that could look it up for me. Okay, yes, this is exactly what I want. Uh, hey, Schmoogle, how does a transporter on Star Trek work? According to Wikipedia, transporters convert a person or object into an energy pattern, then beam into a target where it is reconverted into matter. Okay, so I didn't hear anything about the annular beam. Annular okay. confinement beam, you said? Yeah, because it's, it's annular, like, ring-shaped. Okay, uh, let, me, let me try one more time here. Okay. Hey, Schmoogle, what's an annular confinement beam? On the website memory-alpha.fandom.com, they say, the annular confinement beam was an essential component of the transporter system. <laughs> Great. See, I, I mean, told ya. You're you right. You gotta confine your annulars. You you were right that those that's those two are connected, and that that you were on the right track. Uh, is this is this a razor? Okay, so what what I'm getting at what I'm okay, getting yes. at is we can't invent a transporter, but we can maybe invent something that converts our hair into energy. Ooh, now you're talking. Okay, so. Wait a second. If we could convert our hair into energy, why would we want to get rid of it? We should, like, embrace that and have, like, glow hair. Well, like, E equals MC squared, right? So M, in this case, is mass of the hair, which mm-hmm. admittedly is not that much. But then you multiply it by the speed of light squared, and that's how much energy you get. So that's actually quite a bit. 
granted. Uh, what if M, instead of standing for mass of the hair, stood for Maher? Okay, okay, so what does C stand for? Quaff. Okay, so my, my hair <laughs> times my quaff squared. So I got a square quaff, and that's my hair. But instead, I convert it into E. Luke, what's E? Everyone. Everyone's hair. No, wait. <laughs> Everyone's hair. Okay, so I take my hair. No, and wait. I'm making no, wait, a square wait. quaff. I've got a better E. I okay. Are, are better than everyone? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is it Ezra? No, it's huh. eat it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So your 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 suggestion is that this fundamental law of physics, as determined by the great Albert Einstein, is my hair quaff <laughs> squared. Eat it. <laughs> So Albert Einstein, he just squares off that funky hair of his, and then he gets Niels Bohr to chow the fuck down, and that's how Albert Einstein shaves his head. I mean, you gotta admit, that that good brain boy, he had some fine hair. Granted. Okay. If we convert the hair into energy, what's next? First of all, how do we do it, and then... What do we do with it? Okay, how does one typically convert matter into energy? I, I'm going to need your help on a couple of the steps along the way here, my dude. Okay, first you confine it in an annular. Okay. Okay. A ring? A, a ring, yeah. You get a, you put a ring around. You, you like it, you put a ring on it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh, you put the ring in my hair. Well, each individual follicle gets a little bitty bitty ring. Okay. A nano ring. Okay. Okay, and then the ring, I'm going to say vibrates. Okay, you sure? I'm going to go with yes, and that gets the hair to turn from solid. It cycles up through the stages of matter. It turns into liquid and then a gas and then a plasma. And a plasma is essentially energy. Okay, so we've converted. Here, here's the part that's that I find especially tricky about this. Um, the Star Trek lore just kind of fills in the gaps on how people can be transported, essentially ripped apart into bare energy uh, components, but then reassembled and then into a pokeball reassembled in the next spot and basically comes comes to life as if like a, a second has passed yeah like it i mean it's it's even kind of okay if you assume you're going transporter pad to transporter pad but they're somehow beaming to a place that does not have a transporter there so they're being reassembled but the thing that is reassembling them is somewhere else mm-hmm. so i guess like trying to break down this hair removal in its base components is similar to trying to understand that part of the process. Like how, as your nervous system is getting disassembled, does that not hurt like hell? And why is it that the concept of, of having to do that is like instantaneous when suddenly, you know, like something short circuits in, in the, uh, uh, in the engine room and it's like oh how long to fix it oh I can reroute the power from here to there it'll be a couple of hours you know like that doesn't seem proportional to me yeah and the transporter does not like it's not instantaneous like there's a noise there's a light show like if it were instantaneous it would look like a very cheap camera trick but it's not yeah so if somebody if there's some sort of time fluctuation happening here like you're able to pause their matter and they are able to continue as though nothing has happened. Like something's happened. If they're losing out on a couple of seconds during the transfer, like what if someone just keeps transporting to and from like over and over and over again, eventually they're going to move through time. 
Okay, right? so here's here's another thing. There was at least one episode of TNG I remember, and I believe it was Barkley. You know the the guy who's a piece of shit. Right, the uh, big and, big dog. Yes, and he, for whatever reason, didn't like being transported because when he transports, he sees things when he's being transported. And the whole crux of the episode was they realized that he was actually seeing things that existed. They put him in the transporter and they kept him in a state of transportation for a while until he saw the monster and then he grabbed the monster and then they got him out of the beaming and it turns out it was somebody who had been beamed earlier and they lost them and they turned into a monster that you could only see when you were in the middle of being beamed. Oh my god. I did not know about that episode. Holy shit. Well, I mean, I didn't know about Ben Sisko's shave crystal, so there we go. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of Star Trek, huh? There, There is actually quite a lot of Star Trek, and, uh, like, there are probably very few people on the planet who have seen all of Star Trek. Yeah, oh, there definitely are tens of thousands, but... In the grand scheme, that's like if not... we're talking all of uh, original series, all of next gen, all of DS Nine, all of Voyager, all of yeah. Uh, yeah. no the one with Scott Bakula. I'm 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 going to that's Enterprise, I guess, yeah. and then all of the J.J. Abrams movies and all of the other movies and all of uh, Star Trek Discovery that you can only get by, like, signing up for CBS's website and who the fuck does that. Like, that's a lot of Star Trek. Like, if I wanted to watch literally all of Star Trek and I started right now, it would take me a year, and that's assuming I treat it like a full-time job. I, uh, I'm I'm still gonna call that uh, in the tens of thousands. Because, yeah. If you're a fan of Star Trek, like a big fan of Star Trek, how are you going to like choose not to watch some Star Trek? Like it still is an hour long episode. I, I think right? there are people who do ex- uh, exercise some amount of discernment. Like there's probably somebody out there who's like, I have watched 99.9% of Star Trek, but I'm not going to see this one, you know, episode of the animated series because I heard it's Drek. Like. All right. Mason. Yes. My dude. My yes. bro. Yes, bro, dude. Yes. We just got a couple minutes left. And uh, we didn't get specific at all. What was... Uh, I got what... pretty specific. I said we put nano rings on it and we vibrated into plasma. Okay, sure. But what does that look like? Is it just a blue crystal? Because then we stole it. No, 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 no. You get little tiny rings, okay? And the thing is, beautiful thing about these rings is they're the width of a hair follicle. So they're not going to fuck up your skin. They're only going to target the hair follicle. They target the hair follicle, and then they just shrink around it, like, so that they've got a a nice firm grip on it, and then they just vibrate until that hair follicle turns to plasma. Boom. Done. I guess so. And then the energy from the plasma, you recover that energy and you use that to power it to do more. You know what it's kind of sounding like? And it's, it's, it's kind of creepy, but, um, are you familiar with nematodes? Oh, nematodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not at all. What, what are nematodes? Okay, so nematodes is like a thing that we actually had to get to deal with grubs in our last garden. But also in the uh, cannabis plant that I uh, that I work for now, um, we add these to the soil before we do uh, most of our most of our planting. And the basic concept is this: if you have any pests in there, any spider mites or gnats or whatever that are getting in there that want to eat your uh, your plant flesh, what the nematodes do is they are like these really nasty microscopic little wormy things they'll just get right in that bug's guts and eat them out and just like om, 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 just eat out their guts and uh that's sort of reminding me of this like i'm imagining these little itty bitty hoops that want to target your hairs and when they get there they're just going to shake the shit out of your follicles. Well, now follicles. That's, that's something that I hadn't considered that I think it is actually a lot more practical is can we just get nematodes that eat our hair? 
but you see you hear how creepy that sounds right like you oh. just get a little nematode and you put it on your face and he just goes chomp 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 and he eats each individual little hair and you don't even feel it because he's just a little guy it's still like it, it's it's a plural it's a plurality it is it is Hundreds, if not thousands, of these microscopic little yeah, you just wormy smear dudes. them on your face like peanut butter, and then when you're done, you rinse them off and you put them back in their little home. I could picture that being like an overnight thing, like you you're like, oh, I'm done with this beard, and you like lather this peanut butter all up in your beard and put like this beard net on it overnight, and then like the little beard nematodes just are eating away at your beard and, and then you, gotta you wake like up segregate it off so they don't crawl up and eat your eyebrows because you want those right and so then you wake up the next morning and you like pull that off and like half your beard comes off and you just rinse and just wipe away the rest of it and uh yeah shit that's still fucking gross like okay so here's the question which would you prefer to have nematodes eat your neck beard or to have your neck beard converted into plasma via t- nano vibrations. Like I'm well, gonna do one of those two things to your neck right now. Which would you prefer? I guess I prefer the vibrations in the plasma, but then like, what? Where does the plasma go? Televisions. <laughs> sure. Okay, but okay. This is another thing that I can picture in my mind too. Of how to deal with uh, how to deal with the hair a little more. Ah, jeez, I don't know. One is instantaneous and theoretically better, but the fact that it's dealing with just this like energy is kind of creepy. Whereas, like, at least the the hair eating worms feel kind of more natural in a gross way. Yeah, you like, can picture that being something that like ancient royalty used to do. Yeah. Like, if you got this, like, peanut butter-style cream, and you're like, oh, man, I'm getting, like, bushy at the sideburns, I'm just going to paint a line of a nice, like, crisp edge. You could even stencil it on there and just kind of shrink-wrap that part of your face or whatever, and then come morning, you just rinse it, and you're good. Like, I could picture that. And they nibble right down, right down in the follicle, so you're good for a couple of days. It's still super creepy, though. You eat yogurt? How is this different? Even the follicles are a fair bit visible. Like, the concept of an insect that's that size getting on in there uh, is creepy. Uh, maybe, okay, here's another another quantifier for that. If, okay. it's, if it's life purpose, if what's bred into these little hairworms is I'm going to eat the shit out of some follicle until that hair is dead... And then I'm going to die. And then I'm going to just like my corpse is going to be super like effectively rising to the surface and gets on out of there. And then my purpose is to turn into dust. Like, like to be clear here, they only eat hair. They will not target your living skin cells. Yeah, but I mean. Picture, picture the skin. Uh, picture a hair treatment like. uh cross-section diagram from a razor commercial right showing you the the anatomy of the hair and the follicle and the healthy oils and all that shit yeah and i want you to imagine they're just putting this gross ass grub in there to feast Right now he's he's got happy little cartoon eyes and he licks his little lips and then he goes num 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 thank you like raid No, and then uh, my point is that it's a tough sell. I didn't say I th- it wasn't a tough sell. Like any any innovation, Luke, will always have resistance. Like you think when the first transporters came out and like whoever the fuck invented them, he's like, hey, I've got this new invention. It's going to take you up into that space station up in orbit. And people are like cool how's it work and he's like well first of all i'm gonna explode you into energy and people are like mm, nah no nah, hey, dog. i'm gonna pass in fact uh so here's like, no i'll do it on this potato see and there's like yeah but the potato doesn't have a soul so so no actually yeah i'm good down here for every piece of new technology you gotta break a few eggs to make an omelet 
and there's going to be some horrible mistakes. Let's just pitch uh, a horrible mistake for each one. Okay. This is actually, this is essentially like a, what's the worst that could happen for each model. Oh, you Um, want me to do the intro to that, to that segment? Okay. Go, go ahead there. Okay. So Luke, I got to ask you, what's the worst that could happen? Okay. So with the gross, uh, hair toads, uh, hairy toads, there's, um, them eating the wrong thing, them causing some kind of breakout, them getting lodged in your follicles, all kinds of gross stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. For the transference of hair into plasma. Yeah. There's, if targeting was off, the transporting of, like, skin instead. Uh, yeah. Or if the conversion to energy doesn't work out. Um, yeah. Plasma burns. Plasma, plasma burns, burns on the face. Uh, so, in my mind, these are kind of getting close to tied. Okay, uh, so here's the thing. Do we want to combine the two and have them each cover for each other's weaknesses? Like, the the plasma thing, that's great because it makes sure that there's no bacteria, right? That the nematodes, we're, we're definitely sure that they're gone, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And there's, there's no stragglers left behind because everything involved gets converted to plasma, right? But then at the same time, we have the nematodes in there, and you know they're gentle. You know they only want to eat the, the hair follicles, and you know that they're actually getting down in and sucking up the hair out of the out of the root, out of the follicle, in a way that the plasma conversion rings, they can't get down in there. They can only do surface level, right? So we have something that combines the best of both worlds. You slather on the nematodes, and then you zap them all into plasma, and you are fresh and clean as a baby's bottom. Okay, here's my uh, here's my offering then. Okay. Okay. For our verdict this week, if you go to our Twitter, uh, I propose three options for what you think is the safest, best-sounding hair removal technique to you. One is the plasma hair to plasma conversion ray what's 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 a snappy name for that one uh plasma ray plasmare no 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 Plas- hair hair accelerates because we use vibration hair accelerates to radical plasma that's a harp the harp okay so we got the harp and then we also got the hairy toads. Nematodes is a weird spelling too. It's N E M A T O D E S. Okay, let's just let's just call them toads, but like start it with an apostrophe. Sure. So okay. we got we also got your toads. You got that, the hair, and you got the t- uh, the harp, and you got the toads. Yes. And you know the pros and cons for that concept right now. Yeah. And then the last one, harp toads. Is, uh, well, I mean, the toads come first, and then the harp. So it's so it's a toad harp. It's the toad harp. So the toad harp does it sound like it's gonna actually be the best of both worlds, or are you thinking, uh, uh-uh, uh, get that, uh, get that plasma phaser thing out of my face? I trust organics. Or are you thinking, oh, get those bugs off my face? I want just the harp. Or is the, you know, which one sounds right to you? That verdict, again, up on our Twitter, at H-I-G-A-I show. And, by the way, if you want to suggest something for us to invent, we're always taking suggestions, shoot us an email, H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com, or hit up that Twitter, at H-I-G-A-I show Mason. Out of yes. curiosity, do you have a suggestion for us? I, I do, Luke. As a matter of fact, I do have a suggestion for us. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hit you with this. Okay. Uh, so I got something from my beautiful wife. Okay. M- my wife. Your wife. My my spouse. Your spouse. Um, and, Luke, 
I'm not going to read your I Ching. I'm not going to read your palm. I'm not going to do your tarot. I'm not even going to check your horoscope, Luke. Luke, we need a soothsaying method. Okay, a soothsaying method. I can 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 I just call that fortune telling? Fortune telling works. You, we I need to tell you I can already read the future, Luke, and that future is that next week we're going to invent a soothsaying method. We're going to invent week, a thing. Next week we will invent a new method of fortune telling. The spirits have foretold here. it, Luke. This here program, Hey, I've Got an Idea Show, the program where my brother and I have some needlessly creative conversations. And until that prophesied next week, dear listeners, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night.